0: Welcome to Voices in Japan with Ben and Burke. On this episode, we talk about Japanese superstitions, such as what will happen if you cut your fingernails at night, or even whistle at night, the ominous meaning of a crow's caw, the places you should avoid if you want a lasting relationship with your significant other, the places you should go if you want a lasting relationship with your significant other, and much, much more. If you enjoy the podcast, please remember to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, which we would appreciate very, very much. All right, on with the show.
1: 1, 2, 3...
0: Remember that moon last night? Man, that was trippy, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you kept talking about that moon last night. It was pretty cool, yeah. I do it, remember it. It was like, a nice photo. Yeah, well,
0: tried to, but unfortunately it was a little too far away, but it was like creeping up over the island and stuff.
1: When it was like pink or reddish?
0: Yeah. That was weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the only thing in the sky, like right in the middle of the lake above the island and stuff. It was weird.
1: Yeah, it was a bit freaky. Superstitious, maybe. Yeah. You were, you, are you a superstitious person, Buck?
0: Um, no, not really. I think we talked about this before. The only superstition that I kind of really believe in is like, I've had bad things happen on certain nights when like a black cat walked out across the road, like crossed my path. (laughs) So for some reason, like, if I ever have like a cat, especially like a black cat, like cross my path, I might try to change my path to, uh, you know, go around where it was, you know, so it doesn't actually cross my path. That's about the only superstition I believe in. What about you?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not superstitious at all. So, um, trying to like researching these, uh, these Japanese ones, I was, I was quite surprised to find that I didn't really know any of them and really even like my japanese friends or uh girlfriends i've had before no i don't think any of them have been superstitious either because i've never even mentioned these to me Uh, um because i've seen to have done quite a few of them as well like unknowingly Mm. especially um one that only found out from yeah from uh doing the research to uh superstitions was um don't cut your nails when the sun has set or at night time yeah, so i n- I never knew that was that was one and what it, i mean what does it mean anyway in this in this article in live Japan it is uh oh minute let's read it undoubtedly one of the most curious superstitions. this one states that when you cut your nails at night, you would not be able to be there for the death of your parents. Because if you do this, apparently you'll die before them. And the expression for cutting nails at night sounds unpleasantly similar to shortening one's life, with both being read yozume. Mm. So yeah, I do this uh, all, all the time without knowing that I'm killing myself before my parents.
0: Yeah, I know this one because because uh, <laughs> you're doing that. Uh, I know this one because, like, uh, I think. When I was teaching English when I first came to Japan, um, there was, like, I think a chapter in the English study book about Japanese superstitions, like um, the students practicing to explain superstitions to foreigners. And uh, I think, like, this one about cutting nails was, like, part of the lesson in that English textbook produced by the school.
1: Was that, like, the, the subject was, like, superstitions or something? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So you've known this one for a while and um do you obey it or follow it
0: (laughs) no actually i never obey it and like every time i uh i mean sometimes i do i get well i don't really because if you just don't obey it once i guess that's bad that's it but uh So, guess what, folks? Ben and I were having this great conversation about cutting your fingernails at night and all the horrors that that can lead to, and then we started having Wi-Fi trouble. I guess spooky things can happen when you talk about Japanese superstitions. I basically ended up saying that I try to avoid cutting my fingernails at night because of this superstition, so that maybe it is actually another one that I believe in. And then I started to ask Ben again about why he doesn't believe in any superstitions. And that's where we're now going to pick up. Yeah, even like your Asian background, isn't there usually a lot of superstitions? And-
1: there are, yeah, especially when it comes to um, like death, deaths in the family. But it's not, not really, I don't know if it's classed as a superstition. It's more of like a, a ritual. So if someone has passed away in your family, um, you, you should avoid any contact with other members outside of your family, otherwise they get a certain amount of years' bad luck. So if you know someone that has a member that's passed away too, you're supposed to avoid that person. And like, for example, not speak to them when well, speaking to them is okay, like on the phone or something, but not come into contact with them. So when I was a kid, I remember one of my friends who wasn't Chinese, he was a, he was an English guy. His grandma passed away. I must've been about like 15 or something. And I told my mum that she passed away and then she was just like, don't let him in the house for at least like 30 days or something. Um, you know it's like this chinese superstition and then he would come to my house and be at my door and i wasn't allowed to open the door and <laughs> and so he was like why didn't you open the door for why didn't you open the door and i'm, like, I'm not i'm not allowed to you, your grandma passed away and i was trying to like explain to him and he was like this is bullshit and he got like really pissed off and then like stormed away <laughs> so you
0: kind of lived by it
1: but you didn't necessarily believe these superstitions. yeah i was i was a you know i was a good kid and listened to my mom and stuff when she told me to do things because she she seemed to be quite superstitious and took those quite seriously so i didn't want to you know kind of upset her
0: mm. well what about like this one of these in here in this article from live japan or whatever uh is about the crow's cry death illness and earthquakes. Mm. Hearing a crow's cawing can mean multiple bad things for someone dying right now to illness and accidents, and even a large earthquake occurring soon. This superstition is closely connected to Japanese mythology, in which a large crow called Yatagarasu acts as a divine messenger and symbolizes the deity's will to intervene in human affairs. I mean, there are so many crows in Japan, like cawing.
1: Yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah, and if
0: every time that happens, that means like some kind of
1: bad luck or bad stuff. There's
0: a lot of bad stuff happening, man.
1: I don't think I've ever seen the crow not cawing. Call, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're always like trying to get each other to, I don't know, steal someone's food or they always look like they're planning something, you know? So, yeah, I think they're very devious and hopefully, you know, they're not cawing to, to bring bad luck to people around them. Because uh, cause otherwise there would be a lot of unhappy people around. Yeah, you know
0: which crows are like super, like not at all afraid of humans and like ready to come try and steal stuff for the crows in Mariyama Park? We were there. And uh, I think they're just so used to like probably barbecue season and stuff like Hanami going on there that they're just like used to stealing food from people at that those types of events. So when we were there, man, you all we always get attacked by crows whenever we have lunch <laughs> out there, man.
1: So, that, yeah, they're not afraid of people anymore. I think it's in the last kind of, I don't know, few years or so, because they used to be, they used to kind of flinch or something and they'd fly away. But now you even throw stuff at them and they still don't move. Yeah.
0: Well, had yeah. you ever heard of this, uh, a crow's cry meaning death, illness, and earthquakes? No,
1: no, no, I haven't heard this one, this one before either. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, was, I think I was telling you before, Burke, about some of the crow, scary crow experiences i've had before um not not too long ago we had um matt who was on the podcast the the last episode about drinking and uh, we were sitting in nakajima park which is a really nice park like downtown in in sapporo and uh there was these two girls uh just walking in the park and and they you know had had a bag of mcdonald's with them and they just sat in the middle of this field you know, ready to to get into their 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 lunch, and me and Matt were probably about I don't know hundred meters away or something, but you could smell the McDonald's because such a you know potent smell those nuggets and French fries, mm. um, and yeah, we just happened to be watching them, and then as soon as they kind of started talking to each other, they and they were ignoring their bag of food, a crow just swooped in and just like grabbed the bag and started like dragging it around. But the girls, they this, you know, a lot of Japanese girls are terrified of crows. So yeah. they just, the girls just like ran off. They ran away from their food and this one crow. And as soon as they ran off, like screaming, about ten other crows just swarmed in on this bag of McDonald's. And then, and me and Matt, we, we were just like, we thought it was so funny. We we were like wetting ourselves, and then Matt was just like, oh, you know, should we go and help them? Maybe we should. <laughs> And I was like, nah, let's just keep watching. And then like, as soon as I said that, there was a, uh, there was an old guy cutting the grass on his, um, lawnmower machine, like a little tractor. Mm. And he come and drove past being the hero and was like scaring all the crows away, uh, picked <laughs> up the bag of McDonald's and then, uh, drove up to the girls and gave it back to them. So he was, uh, he was their savior. I yeah. mean he kind of could, like... could have been me, Matt?
0: He kind of came in like uh, riding the lawnmower, like kind of dropped down a little bit outside the lawnmower, and like s- s- grabbed the bag as he was
1: driving by and picked it up and like. Exactly. The crows and stuff. Yeah, and and he was he was trying to like run the crows over as well, like with the <laughs> <Wow. his> lawnmower. <laughs>
0: sounds like a scene in a movie or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Me and Matt was like, "Yeah, go on, man, do it. You do it." <laughs> could have been us. We could have we could have saved the day, but instead, you guys are just uh,
0: drunk. Foreigner Gaijin in the background cheering on the situation. Enjoying the view, yeah. Well, that's, yes, yeah, so that one was about crows. I didn't know that one. But this other one, uh, talking about whistling at night. We were actually with some Japanese people last night, and they were. this was one of the first ones they brought up. If you whistle at night, snakes will come out. This is the first and one of the most curious superstitions on this list in uh, Live Japan. There are two reasons for this nightly whistle ban. The first one is of a supernatural nature and lies in the fear that a monster might be drawn out by the whistling. The second reason is based on reality, and snakes is actually an idiom for people of the shadier sort. It is said that in old Japan, human traffickers, thieves, and other criminals used whistle sounds to communicate with each other at night. So now a careless whistle in the dark might get you an unwanted visit by either monster or hoodlum, so be warned. Yeah, so when we were talking to those Japanese people last night, like this was a, one of the first ones, and I had heard this before. You haven't heard this one either about whistling this, at night?
1: This one I had heard before, actually. Yeah, a long time ago. I remember someone mentioned it, but the, uh, and yeah, and I remember like I kind of challenged the person to whistle at night and they and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> but, I, but I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, sure, it's fine. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Didn't any snakes come
1: or anything? <laughs> Any monsters? yeah about yeah like ten ten snakes, and a giant <laughs> Godzilla came out <laughs> exactly
0: right so this is another one, yeah, I had heard this one before, so I guess it's one of the more popular ones. it is number one mm. on this list, so
1: yeah, and the cutting nails was a was another popular one number three on that list um I found one on um on a different uh website um but this one is more to do with uh superstitions when dating. And relationships. So there's quite a few on here that I'd never heard of. But a common one uh, is about uh, rowing boats. So rowing boats. So this one, um, a bad one, a bad superstition, is a couple that rides a swan boat together at Inokashira Park in kijijoji is doomed to break up. So the urban legend... Has a few different origins. One is that it's due to a curse by a jealous, jealous Buddhist god of wealth and music, and another is that a broken hearted girl once drowned herself in the lake. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, those are two reasons for this. But also there's uh, another theory that it's not just related to this lake in Kichijoji. It's also just lakes in general. Um that women uh they unconsciously keep tabs on how their partner steers the boat. So if he sends them bumping into things or causes them to be a bit seasick or something, then she won't be able to trust him to take care of navigating their future either.
0: Jeez, man, so mm. much pressure to drive a boat correctly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, there's a couple of ponds uh, around in support. And Akajima Park is a as a famous uh, pond where you can row boats. I think that one is uh, has that superstition of, you know, if you row boats there with uh, your loved one, you're doomed to break up. I've heard that before. Yeah, exactly. Um, that one. But I've uh, but I've I've done that too. I've I've rowed a boat in there with with my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, well, I guess we broke up now, so maybe, you know, that was uh, about two years after we did row the boat. So I don't know maybe it has something to do with that.
0: Yeah. There's, uh, there's always some, I think we've also mentioned before about the one at the, uh, Ferris wheel on top of Norbesa. Same thing. Like if you ride that with somebody, you're supposed to break up and I wrote it with a girlfriend in the past and, uh, yeah, we're no longer together. So I guess that one's true as well.
1: And you, you had a similar situation, uh, Tokyo Disneyland, right? Cause that's another one. If you go to Tokyo Disneyland on a date, it's over between you. I've never been to Tokyo Disneyland before. So never had to experience this one, but, uh, but I remember you telling me you've done this a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe actually- you wanted to get rid of your date or your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> actually, I will say both times it was the girl's idea to go down there. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, for both of those girls, uh, neither, Um, you know didn't end up with either one of them so uh yeah and actually with one of them we got in a fight while we were at Tokyo Disneyland that's obviously a bad sign if you're like Mm. happiest place on earth and you're fighting
1: yeah I mean well that's the thing I mean because when you're at a theme park you're queuing in line for a long time so it's probably quite easy to start you know getting a bit cranky and tired and then start arguing I've been to um Universal Studios with a girlfriend. I went went there with an ex girlfriend. We didn't fight, but um but again we ended up, you know, breaking up uh quite a while after. So but I, I wouldn't blame the theme park on our breakup, that's for sure. <laughs> if it's like some people they go and then right as they're leaving the exit,
0: they're like, Okay, so uh, I guess this is the end of the relationship. But
1: uh, <laughs> you know, it's great. I read it thanks for buying my ticket and uh, yeah I really enjoyed that ride yeah
0: I read it on the internet this is how uh, you end a relationship
1: I I have seen um, couples a lot of couples fighting uh, at theme parks though especially when I was at Universal Studios queuing up for a ride there were were couples that weren't talking to each other and you know but it's a bit cold to actually dump someone at a, a theme park isn't it or at the end I guess you can you know, if it's an early, if it's an early kind of relationship, then maybe not so bad.
0: What are you talking about, man? Of course it's like, well, I don't know. Unless you're like, fight the whole time while you're there. Maybe both of you are like, all right. You know, we gotta break. I got to But I think most people like, go are, are expecting to go home happy and like continue their relationship from the next day, but I don't think too many people are breaking up as soon as they finish their visit to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're done. You ate my popcorn. <laughs>
0: There was a lot in this one about uh, relationships that I actually wasn't familiar with. This uh, very first one here, talking about a couple of the witnesses, the turning off of Tokyo Tokyo Tower's lights at night will stay together forever, and now apparently they uh, precisely turn the lights off for a little bit at midnight just in case people are watching for this reason or whatever. Did you know that one?
1: No, me neither. And it it wasn't until I, I read it this article, and that's quite nice actually. I think the next time. I visit Tokyo with, uh, with my wife. Maybe I'll, I'll, uh, take her to the, the Tokyo Tower and watch, watch the lights at midnight. That was a good one, right? So there's a, there's a good ones and bad ones. Another was, well, another good one was which could relate not only to, uh, people in Japan or anywhere basically saying, uh, witnessing a solar eclipse together means your love will last forever that's
0: uh, not an opportunity that comes around too often but it did come within the past couple of years
1: uh so i guess we had a chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> missed missed opportunity exactly I can't even remember do you remember do you remember seeing that solar eclipse i, I don't think i think i missed it yeah I don't. saw people posting pictures exactly i, I yeah. think it was a really big that deal count. like in the u.s to be able to see it but do you know if like in uh america it has that same uh connotation uh for meaning your love will last forever if you see a solo eclipse together with
0: as a couple mm-hmm. uh i don't think i've ever heard that before why do they have that in the uk
1: no i've never heard that before either yeah so maybe maybe it's only uh, for japanese people what about this one uh light nighttime laundry?
0: Uh, People say that you shouldn't leave your wet clothes to hang out to dry overnight because of the lingering spirits of the dead. It is believed that those spirits cling to the deceased possessions in a time of kimono being passed down through generations. No one wants a surprise visit by great -great grandmother's ghost. Did you know about this one?
1: (laughs) I did not know this one either. So you shouldn't leave your wet clothes to hang out to dry overnight. Mm, That's kind of a tough one, isn't it? Because what if your clothes are still wet? What do you do with them? Right. You mean they were out all day? Yeah, or like, you know, you put them out, I don't know, maybe late in the day and then it comes to the evening and they're not dry enough. What are you going to do? Like put them away, fold them up and put them in your drawer or? Put them back in the washing machine. Wash them again. Put them back in the laundry basket and just
0: pretend like nothing has happened. You haven't washed them
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wash them again. (laughs) Just keep doing that every night. Just act natural. Just act natural.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you this one because you guys, uh, you recently had moved, but... Uh, north is not where the pillow goes. One of the most widespread superstitions is to not sleep with your pillow facing north. This belief has its roots in Buddhist funeral practices in which the deceased are laid down with their head facing north. Doing so in your sleep is said to shorten your life. You guys mm. have your pillows facing north?
1: Well, after reading this, I had a, had a think and I went to my bedroom and I got the old Compass app on my phone just to make sure. And luckily, yeah, none of the beds or pillows face north. Mm. So ours face the uh, west. Uh, is it west? I think it east, east. So we're, we're safe. Yes. Yeah, How so about you? Yeah. We
0: face east as well. So yeah, I guess we are safe, but
1: yeah, I wonder if like all the apartments are kind of or flats and houses in Japan are designed that way so you kind of have to put your bed not facing north you know they designed it especially so you don't have to
0: yeah I was trying to think of like uh, yeah like my last apartment yeah it was either east or west the one before that it was north south but they put the closet on the north side so you had to put your bed head on the south side of the room
1: so you're saying like in your last place or one of your apartments your your head was facing south. South. It w- it couldn't face north because there was a closet on that side of the room. Ah right, okay, yeah. Cause I my my one my imagine my last place I could have been facing north. Um it was more like northeast though. Does that count? Is that like a quarter bad luck or something?
0: Yeah, it doesn't shorten your life as fast. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'll I'll live to uh, eighty instead of a hundred. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I kind of like that one. Yeah, it's gonna hopefully make people get their compasses out and then uh, move their beds if they have to
0: <laughs> bust out the old Boy Scout outfit. Did you, Ben? And uh, with your compass and
1: glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, What else we got? What else we got? Um, Another one I didn't know of, uh, which was in this live Japan, is uh, be careful with your comb. Much like it is supposed to bring bad luck when you break a mirror in Western cultures, in Japan, uh, yeah, it's the same with uh, if you break teeth on a comb. So that brings uh, bad luck. And this belief comes from myths about the deity Izanagi no Mikoto, who used his comb to uncover a rather nasty deception and to help him escape from pursuers, throwing it to the ground where it grew into bamboo shoots. So yeah, don't ruin your comb. It could be a lifesaver.
0: Well, this one's kind of interesting because it's similar to... uh... A uh, superstition in the West about the mirror.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I don't even use a a comb, so I'm, I think I'm lucky there. Yeah, this isn't kind of like uh,
0: salaryman type guy that's got to put his hair perfectly <laughs> to the side uh, using a comb and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you don't need to use a comb anymore, right? No, nope. I uh, did the old time cut.
0: Yeah, lost all your hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just lost it all to the uh, electric razor. Yeah. Man, it's great, man. Uh, actually, I mean, I did it, when was it last, last year? Two years ago? Remember? So.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you tend to do it like in the summertime? Cause it's a bit hotter.
0: Uh, not on purpose, but that is a good time <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Have you ever shaved your head before?
1: I did it when I was at university. So just traveling around Southeast Asia. I just did it there just because it was, you know, easier to, to, to maneuver. Uh, you know, it was hot. We were going around Thailand and Malaysia and stuff in the, in the summertime, which was, uh, kind of rainy season. So yeah, we both, me and my friend who I traveled with, we just both shaved our heads and, um, yeah, kept it like that for about a month.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, like, one of the immediate advantages, like, I feel right now is, like, I have, like, an extra five minutes or whatever in the morning because I don't have to worry about uh, fixing my hair and stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's nice because you you don't really, well, I guess you can't wash your hair. You're just washing your head, and it kind of feels nice, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you still use uh, shampoo, but just,
1: like, a little dot. (laughs) (laughs) You can massage your head a bit better as well. Exactly.
0: Well, it feels like really good to have water like splashing on your head from the shower head.
1: Yeah. Like when you have yeah. a shaved
0: head, it feels completely different. Yeah. Have
1: you ever used, um, the, like the, the mint shampoos? Like oh. in the mint kind of, I, didn't, uh, you, I guess you can't say mint flavored, but the mint smell. And then when you put it on your head, it makes your head just like explode with all these sensations.
0: Aren't those the? Uh, aren't those like the kind that are supposed to like help promote hair growth and stuff? <laughs> they're kind of like I'm in, the, about, in th- the OG san section. I think, I think section. they might
1: be. I think they might be actually. Yeah, yeah that was kind of, the purpose of it. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> kind of like in the OG
0: san section of the stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. I I I used that one one time I think, and maybe an onsen, and it felt really nice. Like you know, it woke me up the uh, <laughs> the lime refreshment into my my pores and my head so yeah and I think once you're once you've lost all your hair then you can probably feel that a bit more a bit more adeptly <laughs>
0: I'll try it out man nice <laughs>
1: time, dude. I'll
0: give it a go <laughs> this one uh, lying down after a meal <clears throat> if you lie down right after a meal you'll turn into a cow while this superstition is obviously <laughs> not true it is still a phrase jokingly spoken to children after a meal. Uh, it is believed that this phrase mainly exists to discourage laziness from a young age. I didn't know this one. Didn't know this one at all either. Yeah, I think my kids like see me like lay down sometimes after a meal, so I'm giving like a bad example.
1: Yeah, we we do it all the time, like pretty much. Uh, well, in our last place, where uh, before we moved into here, we didn't have uh, a sofa. So, we always just sat on the floor, uh you know, like on a rug in front of the t v so as soon as we finish dinner, that's what we do. we like lie lie down in front of the t v like, so it's like
0: cows in the pasture man. Yeah, as soon yeah. as I walk away from the table and kind of like lay down yeah. in the pasture.
1: We're like doing exactly exactly what this superstition uh, the opposite of what they're discouraging, yeah, but we we like to.
0: Yeah, but it was kind of true. You kind of turned into cows a little bit. Yeah,
1: I'm a cow now. (laughs) 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 But I don't, I don't agree that it would discourage laziness because I don't know what it's like for you, but growing up in in America, but when I was uh, growing up in England in a nursery school after lunch every day, uh, we would all have nap time. Like all right. the kids would go into the the reading room um, and they'd turn the lights off and the teacher would sit in the chair and then all the kids would just lie down and pretend they were sleeping for about twenty minutes yeah uh,
0: yeah I mean the kids uh, our kids do that I think like most kids in like uh especially like nursery school uh, around that age there's always like nap time and stuff uh but my Kids do that at the Japanese and as well, but, yeah, so, I guess, yeah, I don't know who's, like, what do they expect uh, children to do after they do eat, like, well, I guess you do have recess. Do you guys have recess after you eat lunch? What's the recess? Growing up, it's like, uh it's like playtime out on the playground. Oh, break, break time. Yeah. So
1: just, just go and play.
0: Yeah, we call it a recess. I don't even know why it's called, I don't know why it's called
1: recess. Like so, you ha- you would have recess like what three times during the day?
0: Yeah, like once in the afternoon, once in the morning, and then after lunch. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We have uh, we'd we'd have the same thing. So after lunch, when you finish, just people just start, you know, running around, playing football in the in the park or not in the park on the field. But uh, yeah, but f- in nursery school or uh, when are when they're pretty young, they would all have uh have naps. Yeah, so. I guess that's, I don't know. Maybe it's good for digestion or something.
0: Trying to turn the like young children into cows, but
1: children <laughs> older than
0: that are allowed to move around in the pasture and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I I kind of maybe agree with this uh, this article that it's just for you know parents to jokingly call it stop their children from being lazy. Mm. The kids aren't really lazy anyway, are they, when they're that young? They're just so hyper for the yeah. beans. Mm. I
0: kind of want it to turn into a cow every now and then.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, I've got one last one. Um, this one is uh, related to dating. And uh, this, is, uh, this will make you lucky, lucky on a date. So put a lace handkerchief under your pillow the night before a date and sleep on it for good luck. Bring it with you on the date and whatever you wished for in your sleep will come true. Ben, you got a lot of lace handkerchiefs. Yeah, usually they're a bit sticky though. <laughs> <laughs> but they not take those on the date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, uh, have you heard of this one? <laughs> heard of this one back. <laughs> maybe I had, had to do this on your pre, pre date nights. <laughs> Actually, no, I've never heard of this one before. Uh, never. Heard, maybe
0: that's why a lot of dates didn't go so well. I don't know.
1: Mm, yeah. Maybe a, a good one for, for those new people dating in Japan. If they've just arrived, make sure to, uh, use a lace handkerchief.
0: <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. You know.
1: <laughs> gotta give it a go eh it's <laughs> <is> gonna help <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. alright well uh, I think we're about that time mm. covered, a, covered quite a lot of interesting uh, superstitions I think some Japanese ones that hopefully people uh, didn't know about uh, and we'll definitely post these two articles into the, into the show notes so people can read uh, the rest of them that we didn't talk about uh, and we hope you enjoyed the episode everyone and uh, catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye
0: This episode of the podcast is being sponsored by Hokkaido Guide. Hokkaido Guide was established over 10 years ago and is written by locals for locals and international tourists. The guide contains information on all types of businesses and locations around Hokkaido. There's information regarding all things Hokkaido such as sightseeing, nightlife, events, services, food and restaurants, entertainment, outdoor activities, and much, much more. Currently offered in English and Thai, advertising space is available, so check out Hokkaido Guide for everything you need to know about this beautiful prefecture.